Good morning. I'm Emily Reese, and I'm speaking today with sommelier Jill Mott. She is from Henry and & Son, and lately Jill Mott has not only been sharing with us uh, delicious wine ideas, uh, beers and spirits and the like, but also pairing that with jazz musicians, which is truly a, a good time. So hello, Jill. Hello, Ms. Reese. I want to ask Luigi Romolo. Yeah. Who I adore. Yeah, the state climatologist. Yes. Yes, yes. Who I adore via the jazz station. I want to ask him to start matching the weather to some jazz <laughs> and see how that works out for our city. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that would be pretty great. That could be pretty um, fun. Well, who are we going to talk about today? Well, these last couple weeks, I've really, you know, I'm settling into January. I'm settling into the chilly nature. I know we're going to start getting a little colder than we have been. And we have been in these past few weeks that we've had the slightly warmer temperatures. And that's really gotten me into like eating some richer foods, some lasagna, some bolognese. And it also has me um, settling into, of course, wines that are a little bit more winter driven um, okay. and some Ben Webster. Oh. I just, Ben Webster is <laughs> just like, he's like, I just absolutely adore his tenor playing. Um, for mm. those of you, I mean, probably many people know, but Kansas City tenor player. And one of his favorite albums is, or I should say one of my favorite albums of, uh, of Ben's that he, I say Ben, like we're homies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that it was one of the first jazz CDs I ever bought um, as a as a younger woman, and it was Coleman Hawkins meets oh. Ben Webster. I mean, and classic, classic, and the fact that Oscar Peterson is on it as well. We yep. get like a trifecta, not to mention all the other great musicians that are playing on that album, and mm-hmm. um, recorded in the late fifties and and released then as well. And I I just really love how it. It soothes my soul. Um, a few songs in particular or tracks. Um, it never entered my mind. I really like. And you, for people that I know, you mention a lot of tenor players, and and it's crazy. I think some people may not know how important that is to like know the difference. It's like knowing the difference between the wines I'm going to recommend, right? So like yeah. in the song, it never entered my mind. Right, four minutes to four thirty, he like Coleman Hawkins sort of gives it to Ben Webster like passes the torch and it's just like you totally hear they taste like a red and a white wine they're just mm. like totally different and i love that so um i should get to wine though because i'm the, <laughs> according to your listeners i'm the wine lady i'm not the jazz lady right so let's like let's get to wine so a few wines that remind me of winter one is a sparkling red like straight on full-on petite syrah from california mm. you're yeah, i know you're thinking what the heck yeah it's absolutely delicious for this time of year and great with a lot of the foods i just mentioned bolognese lasagna pizza red saucy things and this wine hails from napa from a incredible organic one of the godfathers of organic grape growing in california steve Mathiason. And Steve, I mean, he's wanted to be a farmer since he was probably still in the womb is my, my bet, because mm. when you just read the extensive knowledge and talk to Steve, he's incredible. So the sparkling Shiraz, or sparkling Petit Shiraz, excuse me, it rings in at about 9%, 9.5% alcohol. So it's very light, mm-hmm. but it's really deep in color, you know, a la Petit Shiraz. It's got nice kind of bountiful tannins like a petite Syrah. And so if you want like a, a, all of the richness, full bodied, you know, the, what we consider apropos a 
red wine, but you don't yeah. want all the alcohol, this is a perfect way to go. And that spritz just kind of elevates those tannins and elevates that deep, dense fruit profile, which is really something special. Um, yeah. Another really... Well, oh, go before ahead, we sorry. go on, before we go on to the next one, uh, because it's got bubbles then, since you're saying sparkling, do, would mm -hmm. you drink it cold? I do like it with a with a chill. Yeah. And I when I take it out of the fridge, I don't necessarily put it back into the fridge after I serve myself a half glass. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll serve myself a, a few half glasses and like, let it kind of come to cellar temperature, if you will. Okay. But then I end up when I'm finished drinking it, I do put it back in the fridge. I, I do enjoy it with the chill. So thanks for gotcha. Thanks yeah. for asking. Yeah. What's next? There's a wine from an area that many people probably don't search for wines, I would say, you know, it's pretty common to go get a French wine, a, a wine from Cali, a wine from Spain. This wine is from a producer called Chumeniac, and I will have that up online because <laughs> yeah. it includes it includes a carrot. Okay. Um, but uh, so Chumeniac, they are from northeastern Slovenia, and in this area of the world, they've been growing grapes and making wine for well over. 4,000 years, I think it was. So they're like Goodness. knocking on the doorstep of some of the oldest winemaking regions in the world. Yeah. And most people don't, don't go shopping there, you know, when they're, right. when they're looking for wine. And this producer is growing all organic grapes. In this case, it's Chardonnay, Riesling, and Pinot Gris. And it produces a bone dry wine that is also uh, an orange wine. So we spend some time on the skins, white, white grapes spending time on the skins to render a white wine that basically looks golden in color, bronze mm -hmm. in color, and then it drinks like a red wine. And this spends mm. time in older oak as well. So you get these like just absolutely incredible, like this texture that, you know, the tannins are medium, kind of almost knocking on the door of being like higher tannin wine. Um, mm. Still very bright acid. We know that Riesling carries with it a lot of acidity. And it just packs a lot of stuffing into one bottle of wine. Um, we're, we're very lucky to have it here in the city because not a lot of it is made. The wine is called Alter, A-L-T-E-R. And just a little tidbit as well. This is home. We're in a region right now that is home to, very close to this area, is the oldest existing grape variety that still is, or grape that's still producing, I should say vine, that is producing <laughs> fruit in the world. That ma they still are making wine. It's a 400-year-old vine. Oh, my. If anybody, if anybody looks up the village of Moribor, they're going to look up grapevine. There's a grapevine that extends the entire length of a city building, huh. um, a, a, a municipal building. And it's just it's gorgeous. It's really cool. Um, do I have time for one more? Yes, you do. All right. So last but not least, there's a producer called Micro Bodega del Alumbro. We can just call it Alumbro for short. Okay. And it's a friend of mine, Juanjo, who he lives and makes wine in northern, western, kind of central Spain area, close, very close to the Portuguese border, in a region called Zamora. And Zamora is more popular for its cured ham, its jamón serrano, than it is really its wine because people have opted for the popularity of ham and have left grapevines aside, most people. Juanjo has been making wine for decades, and he makes it how he likes to drink it. And one of his great wines that we're so fortunate to have um, is a wine called Clarete, which Clarete insinuates that it's a, a claret, which we all think a claret is red. Okay. But that's a, that's a Bordeaux term for claret that is, was used 
you know, has been used for a few centuries. In reality, claret and clarete, they are back in the day, centuries and centuries ago, it was when red and white were added together, whether okay. it was in a tank or whether it was juice. And so you'd get this wine that was like a really dark pink color. Um, and this is sort of an insurance policy, right? If you if it was a good year for one grape, uh, you know, you wouldn't necessarily have all Cabernet or all okay. Sauvignon Blanc. You'd dump them together so that every year you'd have a good wine sure. um, and wine to expect. And so this is a blend of Garnacha, which is a red grape, with Macabeu, which is a white grape. And he makes it sort of in a Petnat style, so but it's just a hint of frizzante, so Petillant Naturel, a naturally bubbly wine. Mm -hmm. And this is, just like the Mathiasin, has no sulfur added, has the slightest amount of spritz. It's literally like a when you open the <laughs> when you open the cork and the crown cap. And it's just a really beautiful, really fun, really juicy, fruity, but dry um, and gorgeous way to, to kind of settle into a nice show or settle into a nice book uh, during these depths of winter times. Along and with some Ben Webster. Some Ben Webster, yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. Oh, Jill Mott, sommelier from Henry & Son, we're always so grateful for the suggestions. We'll get all of those up online for you. They're probably there right now. Jill, we'll have you back in two weeks. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me.